G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. The Story I was 13 and my sister, she was 19 and she went to uni for her first year. And then I found that she was acting a bit strange, like she was so busy. So one day when she's out, I decided to find out what secret she had. So I went to her desk, you know, I searched her stuff. Then I saw a few books and um, that's how I read the gospel. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Christine Fong grew up in communist China where Christianity is severely restricted and many secretly worship at underground churches. It wasn't until her sister brought home some Christian literature from an underground church that Christine was exposed to the gospel. Today, Christine will share her fascinating journey to faith in the Lord while living in communist China, which is officially an atheist country. Christine's having a chat with Eric Scadabo. Christine Fong, welcome to the program. Thanks, Eric. It's good to be here. Glad to have you with us. And you have a fascinating story of growing up in communist China. So let's get right to it. Where in China were you born and raised? I was born in a city called Guangzhou. It's in Canton, China. That's uh, where people speak Cantonese. Okay. And what was life like growing up there? Um, life actually was pretty normal for like primary, I was primary school age. It was just like other primary school age children. Life was normal. We went to school, went home, do our homework. My parents work. It was fine to me until I found gospel. Mm-hmm. Now, for people who aren't familiar with communist China, tell us a little bit about the restrictions on people who are trying to go to church and things like that. Yep, there were churches in China. I've never been to those churches. They call it three self-church. That's like mm-hmm. self-management, self-discipline, something like that. For those churches, um, it's registered with the government, so it's under government supervision. I heard people told me they even have person from the government that actually visit the church from time to time. And they actually mm-hmm. sit there and listen to what the pastor preach. So you're free to go to those churches because it's registered with government. The government knows everyone that goes to the church. Your name's on the list, so they feel safe because they know everything you do in that church. Um, okay. But there are other churches that we call it the underground church that the government is not happy with because they don't know what you're talking about in those underground churches. In the government churches, people told me after later on when I asked questions about what's about those churches, people said um, the pastors in those government churches, they talk about Bible, but not all of it. So you were not allowed to talk about Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. Holy Spirit is forbidden to talk about in government churches. I don't know why, uh, just people told me that. Later on, I had a cousin 
became Christian and um, she went to government church. And then she came back and she actually argued with me. There's no such thing about Holy Spirit. Oh, really? I went in a few arguments with people that actually came from government church. That's mm-hmm. why I get to know that what they learn from government church is a little bit different from us. A lot of underground churches, I think yeah. we have association with overseas pastors and overseas ministries. That's why it's very sensitive to Chinese government. So if I'm understanding you correctly, the advantage of the underground church is you have more freedom to learn all of the Bible, including about the Holy Spirit, whereas in the restricted official government approved churches, you just don't have that freedom. Is mm, that right? Yep. Because what the pastor okay. preach have to be approved by the government. It mm-hmm. has been censored, mm-hmm. so you only, you know, the congregation only get to listen what the government agreed the pastor can preach. But in underground church, we just learn whatever the Bible. Yeah, and the government doesn't want the underground church to exist, so they're constantly trying to find it and stomp it out. Is that right? Strictly speaking, the reason why they didn't like the underground church is that it's out of their control. And like I said, they don't know what, how many people in underground church. The concern for any religious in China, the number is a concern for the government. If it's too many people, it becomes power. It becomes a threat. Oh, okay. So it's all about control. Yes. Yeah. If and power. yeah. Yeah. So if you're getting too much people in underground church, like hundred, two hundred, it will become a problem. And definitely government will come to dismiss you. But if you only have 20, sometimes they might turn a blind eye on, like just let you go on with your thing. But Mm -hmm. there's also a different story if underground church is associated with overseas pastors or ministries because overseas influence, it's also um, very sensitive to the government. Like Mm. they don't want any overseas influence on religious groups and, you know, all this. That's why they want to keep a close eye on underground church. Once they find out this underground church, they want to know who's in it and they want to hold, know how many people. Is there a foreign pastor involved? And they even come to your work to investigate you. Okay. So that's the culture that you were raised in. Now let's turn to your story. Mm-hmm. You were not raised a Christian, as a no. matter of fact, you didn't know anything about Christianity. Is that right? Tell us about growing up. Yeah, no, I didn't know any um, Christian story. But because I loved to read when I was young, and back in the 1980s, a lot of children's books were translated versions from Western story writers. So, mm-hmm. you know, in those Western stories, you know, children pray to God before bedtime and, you know, they pray and before they have meals. So that kind of story, then the scene actually, um, leave an impression in my heart. Like, I kind of feel that there's God because I thought, hmm, there must be a God because what I was a child. So you sometimes you believe what's said in the story. Yeah. That's probably, I don't know. I just always think there's a God, but it's just a thought. I didn't really delve into it because I was born with my parents. They don't believe any God, but they they don't believe Buddha. So they always told me Buddha's fake is superstitious. 
but they didn't mention anything about the God, like our God. So I thought it must be all right. <laughs> oh, okay. Now we should back up and say communist China officially is atheistic. So they don't promote the belief in God in general. So that's another restriction that you're living under in China at that time.、Mm-hmm. So now you're introduced to the God of the Bible, God, in these、uh, children's stories. How interesting was that? So that kind of planted a little seed in your heart for believing in God. Is that right? Yeah, I just、um, I found that interesting. But、mm-hmm. I mean, if you ask me now. I just felt like I always, as a child, I always believed there's a God. So when people ask me,、mm-hmm. "How you, you know, who told you there's a God? How you become Christian? Who converted you?" I said, "I just naturally believed there's a God when I was young.、Mm-hmm. That's why I I wasn't surprised at all when I just happened to read my sister's gospel." Yeah, tell us what happened. How did you happen to read these stories from your sister? What happened? Yeah, when I I was thirteen and my sister、mm-hmm. she was nineteen and she went to uni for her first year, and then、um, I found that she was acting a bit strange, like she was so busy in and out. I know she's got a boyfriend, but it's like she's not home all the time. So one day when she's out, I decided to find out what secret she had. So I <laughs> went to her desk. You know, I search her stuff. Then I saw a few books and a few booklets, because I I just naturally I like to read, so I just started to read her stuff, and、um, that's how I read the gospel. And those little books, they didn't look like you know public officially printed publisher books. They didn't have a、mm-hmm. cover. It's only like white with names and title on it. Um, uh-huh. So it actually raised your interest in read because I said,、like, mm, "What is it? Like, why it looks so yeah, sweet?" Yeah, yeah. And I remember one of the book actually was written by a pastor from Taiwan.、Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's too long now; it's thirty years ago, so I we <laughs> I can't remember what exactly it talked about in the book. But I just naturally believe what the book said because I always believe there's a God. And the book,、mm. it's actually telling me, what's it about this God? So now you are learning more about the God that you had believed in from the children's books. Yeah, I actually learned more about God later,、mm-hmm. a few years later, because when I was thirteen, what I got is from the book.、Um, there's no church for me to go to because I was too young. I was given a Bible by my sister, so I just. Read the Bible, talk to God, just like a like a child. Talk to Father, and、mm-hmm. well, I just learn from the book and back to the Bible, you know, all by myself. Yeah, all from thirteen to nineteen. Hold on, let's back up a little bit.、Mm-hmm. Did your sister find out that you read her Christian books? Oh yeah, um, she came back and she find out I read her Christian book, and she asked me. I thought she's gonna. Be angry at me, but she didn't.、Yeah. She wasn't, and instead she said, "Do you believe what the book said?" And she was a bit nervous. Maybe she was thinking,、oh, "She's gonna tell you know, tell on me." Maybe she think I'm gonna tell my dad about that. But、mm. I said, "Yeah, I believe it." 
Of course, she was so surprised. Wow. Yeah, because it's like it's so easy. Like she never thought that it's so easy for me to just believe in God. You're listening to the story. Our guest today is Christine Fong, who grew up in communist China, where Christianity is severely restricted, and many secretly worship at underground churches. We just heard how she became a Christian. Next, we'll hear what happens next in her life, including a spectacular, miraculous experience that strengthened her faith further. All that and more is coming up. When we return, if this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call one eight hundred Pray for Me. That's one eight hundred seven seven two nine three six. It's a free call, or text o four o one one three two triple eight. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is the story. Our guest today is Christine Fong, who grew up in communist China, which is officially an atheistic country, and Christianity is severely restricted. As we heard before the break, Christine became a Christian after reading the gospel in literature that her sister had obtained at an underground church. However, because she was only thirteen years old at the time, she wasn't allowed to go to that secret church. So she developed her personal faith by herself, reading books and the Bible until she was nineteen. The books teach you how to pray.、Uh, some of the books will explain. And some chapters of the Bible, they're different kind、mm-hmm. of book. So what I did was what the book said. I just followed the instruction and I just did it. Yeah, if the pastor said do this and this is, you know, this step and how do you speak in tongues and that, and I just did it and yeah, it worked. Everything like God even answer all my prayers. So now you're growing, but let's、uh, back up to your sister. How did she become a Christian? She got a boyfriend in、mm-hmm. uni, and then、um, her boyfriend went to a university, and、um, the university had had an English teacher from Australia. So it's actually the missionary from Australia who is actually our pastor later on.、Um, then he actually trained university students to be cell group leaders. So he secretly trained、uh-huh. them.、Um, so when the student train up, they set up cell groups in different locations. So whoever they convert, they go to the cell group, and、okay. they study Bible together.、Um, most of the university at that time was boarding school, so、uh-huh. it's really easy to you know gather students to you know as a cell group. Night time, any time to study Bible.、Mm-hmm. So、um, that's why my sister was converted because her boyfriend、um, was one of the cell group leader. Okay, so it all started with this secret Australian missionary who came to China as an English teacher.、Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. So then your sister's boyfriend becomes a Christian, and then through your sister's boyfriend, then your sister becomes a Christian,、mm-hmm. and as we heard through the books. You became a Christian, so you 
had a personal faith in God, but were not able to go to the underground church because you were too young. But then you had an experience when you were about 18 years old. You were going through some struggles in school. Tell us about that. Mm-hmm. In those six years when I was not able to go to any church, I actually um, pray and talk to God every night. Because mm-hmm. as a teenager, like there's no same age Christian friend to talk to. My mom and dad could not know what I was believing and my sister was too busy with her stuff. So I was pretty lonely. So I actually talked to God and pray every night. Everything I, you know, confused about, you know, as teenagers, I just talked to God. Mm. So I developed this very close relationship with God. And when I was about to get that most important exam, I would say the most important exam in every Chinese student's life, that's the entry exam to uni. Because in our culture, we have to go to uni. Otherwise, um, you'll be ashamed for the family. People are going to laugh at you mm-hmm. like, wow, your child can't even mm-hmm. get to uni and can't find a good job. So yeah. that exam was so important in my life and all my study life I've been preparing for. So I I told God about that. I said, oh, I told God how stressed I was and I just talk about it every night with God. But then my grade wasn't good. I was like ranking, we have 60 students in my class. I was like ranking 45. So it's, mm. it looks like it's no way for me to get to some, you know, good unis yeah. um, to get a bachelor education. So, um, yeah, I even cried. We had a few mock-up exam. I failed. I failed my math and I just mm. cried instantly after that. What should I yeah. do? Then one day, that's I think that's a Sunday, you know, I just did my own thing. I practiced my exam, like my practice my math, English and all that stuff day at night. But then my sister and um her boyfriend came back from church and they came to my room and they said, Oh, we told our pastor about the exam you're gonna have like in two weeks time. We told him you very stressed and he actually pray for you and he asked us to deliver his prayer to you now so Mm -hmm. i said oh yeah okay they were actually interrupt my um studying i was doing my practice so i said okay um yeah why not i was in my bedroom so they start my brother-in-law put his hand on my head and he started to pray what the pastor prayed right away i felt a warm bucket of like a water just pour on me hmm. and it just kept pouring like um, one bucket after one bucket and it was so heavy and I could not hmm. stand I was standing in front of my bed and I just could not take it anymore it's so heavy and my my leg could not support anymore and I fell onto the bed and I just cried hmm. I could strongly feel the Holy Spirit at that moment hmm. It's just Holy Spirit and wrap around me. Um, I think it lasts for 10 minutes. And then I got up. I don't remember what I said after I got up or, you know, the reaction, the response from my sister or her boyfriend. But I just remember from that night when I continue my study, especially the math, 
or I practice math day and night. Like every day, I practice like five hours of math nonstop. Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I. And I very just, determined. Yes. Um. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. No choice. There's. Um. Yeah. For me, that was no choice. Um. I surprisingly find that my mind was enlightened. It's like I just know what to do. Every question, I just know what the questions ask. Not confusing. Wow. Me. And I could not believe it. Like that feeling, it's like I just not me anymore. I was another person. I just don't know how to describe when you were so bad with math, and when you look at the question, you're so confused. What is he asking? I don't know what to do. This is like oh, uh, <laughs> my brain so mud muddled up. But then it's all clear. It's all clear up. And um, wow, remarkable. Yep. And I just know the solution of the questions. And um, at the end, I knew it's God. And I was so confident. After two weeks, the big exam came, mm-hmm. and I remember like I actually went to um, travel with my mom. To Beijing, and I was nervously waiting for the result. And then the result came. I got the top three in the whole year twelve. Oh wow! And I even got a reward from the school. So it's a definitely got, and it's yeah, it's my first miracle in my life. And mm-hmm. I don't mind if it's the last because that's God showed me Himself, and He's so real, and He cares about me. Yeah, I mean that had to be tremendously fulfilling and comforting to know the Creator of the universe loves and cares about you and your unique struggles. Yeah, it's it's not a big thing for God. I mean, just the exam. Well, it's a big thing for you, though. Yeah, it's a big thing for me. Um, well, this miracle actually um became solid foundation of my faith. Like I, well, mm-hmm. even without this miracle, I still believe God, but. After that, like I actually experienced God, the real God mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, so your faith really grew after that. Yes, it's like some people try to get into argument with me, like oh, you, you know, they try to prove that God is not real. You know, they, you always have that argument. People approach you to argue in your life, like when you become a mm-hmm. you know, Christian yeah. for so many years, you will have these occasions that people will try to persuade you mm-hmm. not to be a Christian to you know. Maybe science is the way to go, and I just, I just totally, I just disregard them. Like, I mean, I know the best because of what you've been through. Yeah. Well, that was part one of Christine Fong sharing her remarkable story with Eric Scadabo. Next time, she'll share more, including how she eventually comes to live and work here in Australia. All that and more is coming up as we'll hear the rest of Christine's fascinating life journey next time. But before we end today, a Bible principle that comes to mind when reflecting on Christine's story up to this point is the importance of profound childlike faith in God. Even though she only had heard about God through children's bedtime stories initially and then through reading Christian literature, she intuitively knew it was true and wholeheartedly put her faith in the Lord. Then she developed her faith through reading the Bible on her own and continuing to trust God. As we said, we'll find out more next time when we'll hear part two of Christine Fong's story. Until then, I'm Jimmy Colfax encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I stopped going to churches because I didn't have time. I have to work weekends. I still pray and read Bible, but 
I just didn't have time to go to church in, anymore. I, I felt guilty. But then um, my friend, she came back from the US and then she called me. And um, she asked me coffee and when we met, and she, the first thing she said to me is that God told me about you and he wants me to tell you he still loves you. Christine Fong joins us again to share her story of becoming a Christian in communist China where Christianity is severely restricted and many worship the Lord at underground churches. She said it all started because of a missionary from Australia. We'll hear how it all fits together next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.